sermon this morning is based off of Hebrews chapter 4, starting at verse 1. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter that rest, just as God has said, so I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the whole world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words, on the seventh day God rested from all his works. And again in the passage above he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it remains for some to enter that rest, And since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. This is God's word. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. How'd you sleep last night? Maybe that's what you said to your spouse as you as you woke up this morning, how'd you sleep? You sleep well? Fell asleep right away on time and then woke up. I slept like a baby, slept like a rock. Is that you? Or did you sleep maybe not so well? You had trouble falling asleep and then every hour on the hour you were waking up and then somehow at 4 a.m., You just couldn't fall back asleep. How'd you sleep last night? You know, I don't mean to to brag this morning, but I slept pretty well. You know, ever since the the, the Vicar apartment has has gotten its mattress upgrade, and for that I I am so thankful, uh, (laughs) because we did have a full mattress, but now we have a queen-size mattress, so now... Now my legs aren't sticking out the bottom and I can finally get a good night's rest. Um, So yeah, I I slept pretty well last night. And maybe you did too. And and, And we know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that I'm not the first person to tell you that. You have probably been told that for, for many years now. But it seems that sometimes a big, a nice mattress can make the world of a difference. I actually saw a mattress ad the other day. It, it, its slogan, the, the company's slogan was this, better materials 
better sleep, better world, and better you. Seems like a pretty bold claim, right? Better world? I'd love to see the stats on, on all our interactions. If, if everyone got a good night's sleep the night before, would, would all these interactions improve? Maybe. Do you think we really would have the better world that this mattress company promises? That all our world's problems would be solved? Things like hunger, homelessness, cancer, the list goes on. Would all our world's problems be solved just by a mattress with better materials or just by even getting a better night's sleep? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. What about spiritual rest? Do you think the world would be a better place if everyone got their spiritual rest? What about you? Have you gotten your spiritual rest that you so desperately need lately? You know, the author to the Hebrews, we don't know exactly who he was, but but he makes such a big point about getting our spiritual rest. And, and, he, and some of his language, uh, I'll admit, is, is a little bit hard to understand because, because of who his audience is. He's talking to Jewish Christians. And so he uses a lot of, of Old Testament references, and he, and he references all these Old Testament customs, and some of that may just go over your head. Uh, but, but his point here with bringing up the spiritual rest that we need is that our spiritual rest is related to God's rest at creation. He says, on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. You know, you think about maybe doing some hard work on, on a fall day, maybe you have to, to rake up those leaves in your yard. Maybe you have to pick up all that fruit that had, that had fallen down uh, on the ground. Maybe, maybe you, you, you had to uh, put in a new fence. Maybe, maybe you had to trim all the branches off that, that tree, and the list goes on. If you were to do all those things in just an afternoon, you would be so very tired. But when God created the world in six 24-hour days, it wasn't as though he needed to take a seventh-day breather. No, he, he took that seventh day because he was content. He looked around into the world that he had created and he saw that it was very good. It was perfect. I mean, this was before sin entered the world. And he took a seventh day to be content in his creation. His rest was rest after holy finished work. It was eternal blessedness, complete fulfillment. And that's the rest that he wants for you. He wants you to be 100% content. He wants you to be eternally blessed and completely fulfilled. That's what he wants For you. Does it sound familiar? It's heaven. God wants to rest in heaven with you. He wants you to be eternally blessed forever. And that's what he wants 
For you, you, you know, you think about even the greatest vacation you've ever been on. And even on that vacation, maybe it was the ultimate getaway vacation, you still maybe were tired afterwards. You were just waiting for that day where you could go home and sleep in your own bed, right? But with heaven, we don't get tired of it like normal earthly rest here on this earth. We'll never get tired. It's being completely content with God forever in heaven, eternally blessed forever. And not to make a cheesy rhyme, but this rest is literally the best. And that's why the author of the Hebrews makes such a big deal about getting your rest. He says, therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. You know, if you had really good news, life-changing news for someone, you'd have to go tell them, right? That's what the author of the Hebrews is saying to you today. I have life-changing news. There's this rest. It's literally the best. It's awesome. You're going to be with God forever in heaven. Don't fall short of this. This rest is amazing. That's why he makes such a big deal but we need to know how to get this rest. It's actually quite simple, and maybe you've, you've seen or, or, or taken part in our starting point classes here at Light of the Valleys. It's just a, it's just a quick course uh, just that, that summarizes uh, what the Bible teaches in about uh, 14, 12 weeks, whatever it may be. Um, but anyways, in this course, you're, you become quite familiar with this equation. This is how we get our rest. This is how we get eternal life. God demands that we be perfect in every way. He says, be perfect as I, the Lord, your God, am perfect. And he says, you must be without sin. You must obey all my commands and and never mess up once. That's how you get his eternal rest pretty easy, right? I mean, I'm a pretty good guy, right? I'm a pretty good guy, but God doesn't say pretty good. He says, be perfect. And you must be without sin. So instead of this equation matching up to our lives, our equation looks a little bit more like this. This is what what God sees in us. He knows that, that we have disobeyed him. And he knows that, that we are, are far from perfect. And so because of that, we deserve eternal death. No rest, but instead death. And because of our disobedience, it's more like we're little toddlers. You know, you you think about a little toddler running around at bedtime saying, I'm not tired, I'm not tired, I'm not tired. It's kind of the same way with us. Our Heavenly Father calls us and says, it's time to get your rest. But because of our disobedience, we say, I'm not tired, God. I'm perfectly content in my sinfulness. But that's when God says to us, 
So I declared my oath and anger, they shall never enter my rest. Those who do not believe, they will never enter rest. But that's not what God wanted, is it? God didn't want that at all. He wanted everyone to come and rest with him. And he saw your disobedience and he saw all the times that you showed your imperfections. And he sent his son who obeyed all of his commands. He sent his son who was perfect in every way. He obeyed all of his commands and he kept all of those Old Testament laws and customs that I was talking about earlier. He did all that for you. Jesus was perfect and without sin. And he took that perfect life and he died on a cross. And he forgave all your sins so that you could be absolutely certain in your eternal rest someday. We have been credited with Jesus' perfect life and he took on our sin on the cross. So now we don't have to worry about death because it ends, it gives us eternal rest because of what Jesus has done for us. And that's a rest that we have today. We have that rest today in that, yes, we have heaven waiting for us, but we also have that rest. Anytime that we feel sin's weariness and, and, and sin's burden on us, that we know that we can go and get rest by going to God in his word. We go and we get rest every time we hear his voice in his word. It's not like God has hours. He doesn't close at 10 p.m. It's not like we have to wait until the, the Old Testament day of the Sabbath. It's not like we have to wait until 9.30 a.m. on Sunday or Thursday at 7 p.m. We can get our rest anytime. God's door is always open to hear his voice in his word. That's anytime. It's today. You know, that's something we can be excited about. That God's availability is literally any time we open his word. That's, that's something to be super excited about. But is that your typical reaction? Every time you come to worship here, or every time we, we open up God's word, it, are you just ecstatic? To hear what God says to you? Or, or does his word fall on a hardened heart? I mean, think about even today. Why are we here today? Are we here to, to check off a box? Are we here because we think that, uh, well, if I put in some time for God, well, maybe he'll scratch my back later on. Are we here ready to gladly hear and learn God's word? You know, that, that I brought up the third commandment in the children's message this morning. And it says, gladly hear and learn. 
Does that describe us? Or do we think of it more as, as a burden? A time suck. You just don't really see the point. I'm going to push it off until tomorrow. You know, that's the thing about God's word is that it's powerful enough to convict us. You know, the author of the Hebrews says, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. That cuts me deep this morning. The word of God knows all those times when my thoughts and attitudes weren't ones of rejoicing coming to worship him or rejoicing coming to read read the bible god's word cuts me deep and we stand convicted we stand condemned but that's the thing about the word of God. It is very powerful, but it's not scary to us because it's on our side. You know, my, my parents live in, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and one of the cool things about that area of the country is that it is located right next to some nuclear, nuclear missile silos. Sounds a bit scary, right? I mean, they're, they're living right next to, I mean, it's a couple miles, but of course, there's, they're, it, they're living right next to something that could literally evaporate them in like a millisecond. <laughs> but that's the thing about a powerful weapon, is it's only scary if it's not on your side. God's word is so powerful. And through Jesus, it's on our side. Through Jesus, the powerful word of God has the power to forgive us of all our sin. The powerful word of God is alive and active. It actually does something. It has the power to, to divide even soul and spirit. It has the power to slash through your toughest questions, your deepest doubts, and your biggest worries. And that's the very thing that gives you rest. It's not like a mattress that promises better sleep, better world, whatever. It actually does something. It's powerful. That's the thing that gives you rest. And that's why you came to worship this morning, isn't it? You came to hear the powerful word of God that forgave you of all your sin. You came here to, to be here with fellow Christians, encouraging one another with the very powerful words of your almighty Father. But ultimately, that word is powerful enough to bring you right at the feet of your heavenly Father 
hearing his voice anytime it's today. Today, we, like I said, we, we close out our worship series on, on this God's gift of time and looking at how we, how we set our priorities, how we plan, how we have the proper perspective, and now here, how we pause. And it's kind of funny how, how it fell this year with, with this worship series because those four weeks were awesome. We looked at time, but now the next four to five weeks are going to be crazy aren't they? I mean, in case you didn't realize it, this Thursday is already Thanksgiving. Where did November go, right? And then the day after that, it's, it's Black Friday, and, and then a couple days later, it's Cyber Monday, and those have kind of become holidays now, and, and I know that you guys will be online shopping, or, or maybe you'll actually risk it and go out, but you're going to be busy with all those things. And then you're going to be busy with, with office Christmas parties, and we even have a church Christmas party. Uh, you, you have to start preparing for all your family to come at Christmas, and then, then you've got to wrap all those gifts that you bought on Black Friday, and then, 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 a couple di- and then it's Christmas. Where did that come from? And then a couple days later, it's already 2024. The next couple weeks are going to be really busy. but God still wants you to hit the pause button every once in a while. God wants you to regularly hit the pause button and hear his voice in his word. Because he invites you, our Savior invites you, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's the Savior's invitation to you. Because our Savior knows your weariness. Our Savior knows your burdens. He knows your exact situation and and everything that's weighing you down. He knows everything. And that's the Savior that says, Come, get your rest. Anytime, it's today. The door is always open. Get your rest. Amen. Amen. Please stand.